This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Stepping on board the IS-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. When we last left the Oz-9, a mime had messily, but silently, expired on the bridge, and Jessie, captain of the Oz-6748, was planning to escape her potentially homicidal crew and make her way to the Nine, courtesy of the venting apparatus on her spacesuit. It's a tricky space maneuver given the vast size of the Oz ships and their reputation for being about as steerable as a cow who is perfectly happy where she is. But the deadly French assassin known as Le Bichon Frise is on the loose aboard Jessie's ship, armed with decongestant and her name next on his to-die list. So Olivia has positioned the ships close enough, hopefully, for Jesse to make the jump. Joe is even now headed to Airlock 9 with a bucket of mime to clear out the departed and welcome Jesse to the rather fragile safety aboard this Oz. Okay, Jesse, you suited up? I look, can we speed this up a bit? I'm not entirely sure, but I think this airlock is filling up with poison gas. Joke's on them, though. I've got my suit on and I've opened up the interior doors. Should make the Chanel wing pretty unpleasant for a while. Still, I'd rather not wait around for whatever they try next. Oh, you've got to be fucking joking. What is it? What's wrong? Scorpions. Seriously, I wear shoes, you know, this. Hold tight, just another minute or so. We're nearly in position. Uh, 97 seconds, actually. Come in. Jesus! They're even on the radio, huh? Alright, good to know. I'm in position at airlock 9 whenever you're ready, Olivia. And the sooner the better, actually. The smell of rancid grease paint is starting to get pretty thick down here. Good news, though, I found another one of those sandwich machines. Uh, you might want to steer well clear of those, actually. They're, um, experimental. What? I can't, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. I am not. I'm all over the ship. Put down the sandwich, Joe. How are you eating with a spacesuit on? Ah, uh, damn it, I knew I forgot something. Look, I don't want to seem ungrateful, but someone's trying to pry apart the airlock door, so if we could just shift it a bit faster. Joe, leave the bucket and get behind the interior doors. Jesse, when you see the bucket pop out, head that way. 
Aim for the mime, got it? Got it. Can you give me a countdown to be ready? A three, two, one. Absolutely. Thanks for the warning. Holy crap, it's bloody freezing out here. What's going on? Why is everyone still on the bridge? It reeks of expired mime in here. Ooh, look. Captain Hottie's on her way here. I've been labeling stuff aboard the ship with post-its so she can learn our language. I speak English, you bloody... Hey, where's your ship? Everything's dark. Where's the nine? Dear God, I think the force of being shot out the airlock broke her neck. Her head is pointing back towards her ship. Oh, wow. That hurts. Happened to me once. I'm almost positive it didn't. Her helmet's turned round. Jesse, your helmet's got twisted round. But if you shift it, you risk popping it off and dying horribly of suffocation. You cannot be serious. Yeah, uh, Olivia's right, Jesse. We're gonna have to talk you to our open airlock. Oh, look out for that! Ow! Damn it! What the hell was that? Mime bucket. Jesse, you're going wide. You need to veer hard left. Got it. Steering left. Well, that's just rude. It's her spacesuit. At least I hope it is. Hey, uh, Captain Madeline, I've got my spacesuit on now and uh, I'm noticing something. What's that? There's a tether that keeps the suit attached to the ship so no one goes float about. Did Captain Jesse remember to release her tether? You mean that great long umbilical cord currently leading back to her ship? Apparently not. Okay, hey, Jess, bit of an issue maybe, but don't panic. Oh, you mean worse than floating blindly in space trying to get away from a hired assassin and my killer crew? Is being reeled back in by that hired assassin and killer crew worse? Then yes, worse. What the hell is he talking about? There's a tether that attaches your suit to your ship. Olivia, is it possible for Jessie to unhook the tether from her side? Uh, not unless she wants to vent all her oxygen very, very fast indeed. No. No one on your ship has figured out about the tether yet, so just keep moving. We'll deal with it if it happens. Shift left. No, your other left. What the hell are you talking about? I'm going the same way I was before. You're upside down and backwards from the way you were before. Floating in zero gravity without landmarks will do that to you. Go to your right, 28.995 degrees. Hey, she's uh, too low for this door. Tell her to point her nose up. Jess, you're too low. Can you point the vent down and move up? You're joking. I have no idea which way up is. Pee yourself. What? Pee yourself. The direction the urine flows is down. That's what skiers do in an avalanche. Uh, hang on a minute. Fortunately, I'm hydrated and scared. Right. Done. Wait. Yeah, yeah, there's no gravity in space, so that's, uh, it's not gonna work. Olivia? It was a joke. I didn't think she'd actually do it. When I get aboard the nine, you really must show me your mainframe. Hang on, why am I moving the other way? Uh, hey, someone on our ship has a hold of the tether. They're pulling her back. Damn. Okay, Jesse, we need to figure out how to jettison the tether. I've got the handbook here somewhere. Hang on. I'm dead. Where's he going? No clue. Help me find the manual. Oh, uh, alright. Communications. How to adjust your seat for optimum ergonomics. Ooh, here's one on the microwave. Finally. Is this it? Our ship model 8000 owner's manual. Yes, that's it. Read the instructions, quick. Hang on. Congratulations on your purchase of an Oz model 8000 short-range luxury space exploration vehicle. 
Short range? Maybe skip a bit. My god, this thing is impossible. The index is not actually in alphabetical order. First section is it. What is that? Aramaic? Then Serbo Croat? Hebrew? Macedonian? Welsh? Then I have no idea what this is. Ah, ah, at last, the Queen's English. This is so completely absorbing, really it is. But I'm about to be yanked back onto the little ship of horrors. So if you wouldn't mind. Spacesuits, got it. Right, how to clean the faceplate. How to adjust the hoses, washing and structure. Oh, look, you're in luck, Jessie. You figured out how to detach the tether? No, how to clean urine out of your spacesuit. Uh, sorry, forgot what I was looking for? Something's got me. Something's got me. What the hell? What is that? Not sure, but it's knocked out her comms. It's late. He just dove past me right out the damn airlock. Is he wearing a spacesuit? Only yours seems to be activated. Nope, no spacesuit. Not even a shirt. What the hell is he thinking? He's gonna die out there. Just that size, he might be able to hold enough air, but he's uh, gotta make it fast. What's that between his teeth? It's a knife. To cut the tether. Where'd he get that? They don't allow sharp things on this ship. He's sawing away at it. Sawing. Still sawing. Are you sure that's a knife and not a spoon? Nearly there. He's tearing it with his teeth. I think he's got it. Now what? They're flying back to the 6748. Why? Oh, nice flip turn. Joe, I don't think he's aimed for your airlock. I'll see if I can catch him in one of the other doors. Can you see which one is closest? Looks like he's coming in hot to door, uh, 88? Uh, no, wait, uh, 87? Uh, 86? 14? He's got to be running out of air, and Jesse's suit is pretty much empty, so no propulsion. Crap, we, we have to steer over to them. Not a chance. Ship doesn't move like that. Do we have escape pods? Anything we can steer? Good lord, it's getting crowded out there. Someone's just joined them from the 6748. Lee's trying to fight them off. Jesse's kicking. Ooh, ouch. I think he just threw up in his helmet. That or his head exploded. We have a secondary ship that might work, but we'd never get to them in time. Oh, Leet, I will miss you, counting your crunches, our lovely late-night talks. Now there's a fourth person. Is that... Joe? It is! I just saw Jessie say Jesus, so it must be Joe. He's got his mop in one hand. Oh dear, Leet is looking rather blue. Yes, yes, grab the mop! Jessie's got it! Joe's pulling them back to the ship! Oh, hang on, we're not done yet. Chunderdome there is still trying to get hold of Jesse. He's got a little bit of tether still hanging off his suit. How the devil can he see anything? Hang on, just hacking in on Dick's spacesuit override here. One moment. Right. Joe, what door do you need? 19. Open 19. And we're in. Well, they're in. I read three life signs on level six. Well, four, actually, that's odd. Oh, and now there's eleven. Dollar store sensors, I tell you. Is Lead okay? Well, he might be down a few brain cells he really can't afford, but Joe's taking him to his healer. And I'm leading Jessie up. We're gonna want to hose her down. She's had a rough day. That was possibly the worst rescue ever. You're welcome. At least you're safe now. Well, Safe-ish. Hey. Jesus! How are you?
are you? That was amazing you shooting out there like that to help. Come on in here and get the hero's hug you deserve. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do. Only we've uh, got a little bit of a problem. That will never not be true, will it? Joe? Hello. <gasps> this episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, Stardate. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow. We got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. At this point, I should probably explain that there's an unexpected extra passenger aboard the Oz-9, the notorious French assassin Le Bichon Frise. In 2088, Eldorado Hobart devised the Hobart Scale of Unpleasantness, with one Hobie being a mildly unpleasant experience, such as stepping on a Lego, to 100 Hobies, which is more like being slowly encased in a wall of stinging Legos while listening to the Dave Matthews Band. Death at the hands of Le Bichon Frise is reported to be about a 94, though how a dead person was able to make that call is unknown. How the hell did you get aboard my ship? I floated here on a poof of air. At the back of my little suit, poof, poof, so many doors were open, I didn't even have to knock. Totally not my fault. Now, if you will give me Mademoiselle Jesse, we will float away again. First, perhaps you could, uh, hose her down. Jesse is a guest aboard the Oz-9, Bichon Freeze. We don't hand our guests over to assassins. Freeze. What? It is pronounced... Freeze! It most certainly is not. I took three years of French at Ox- uh, the, the London School of Carpentry and Dental Hygiene. It's freeze. I am actually French. It is freeze. And where are your mini accents from, eh? Shut up! So, uh, if anyone's interested, uh, bitchin' freeze here has some pointy thing aimed at one of my kidneys, so, uh, maybe we can tackle the French lesson another time? I'm not going with you. I'll die first. Well, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean it doesn't make sense? You don't want to go with him because he's an assassin. Dying first would just save him the effort. It's not really an effort, per se. I enjoy my work. Uh, hello, kidneys. I recognize that uh, having two might make one disposable, but I like having a backup. Uh, We have an assassin too, actually. What? What is this I'm hearing? And who is this child who is speaking? I'm not a child. I'm, well, seven, but that's not really fair. In AI years, seven is, uh, oh, never mind. And I said we have an assassin too, in one of our pods. Good thought ours out and have quite the little throwdown. <laughs> but yours does this sleep. So 12 hours, 24, at tippy top. Your killer goes sloppy plops into the bucket, and I am again the alone assassin on this ship. 
This one's better than you. Twelve hours is plenty of time. Don't need decongestant neither. Who is he? Danny person? Oh, they be telling. We have an assassin? I'm starting to think they come standard like cup holders. They do, actually. Some ships have several. And about the sloppy plops, I can bring them back properly, you know, so they don't fall apart. Why don't you go ahead and fire ours up there, Olivia? Is it clever to say that when I have this very pointy thing in your sweet braids? Yeah, go on, bitchy. I know where the extra organs are stored. Extra organs? Uh, hey, what's going on? Who's this? I am Le Bichon Frise. Oh, great. Another person who doesn't speak English. What is that? Finnish? Is Monsieur Decolletage here for the actuals? Don't be offended. He doesn't understand me either. Oh, wow. Is it the same language as Captain Huddy? Do you speak English too? Can you translate? I think I will kill him too. He should not have the children's. Whoa, wait there, little puppy. Getting awful happy with that knife. Knife? Wait, you're the assassin. I think the time in space without the oxygens has been not so good for his brain. I don't think it made any difference, actually. He seems the same to me. Leet, what's your name? Leet HexHexX. Why? He says it HexHexX? Why is that? At least he knows how to pronounce his name. It is Frise. Oh, is it? Boys. How have you not murdered your entire crew? I just found out about our assassin. Give me time. Hello. Sorry to redirect here, but kidney? Lee, tackle the French guy, will you? Oh, is that French? I thought it was Czech. Tackle. Okay. Wait! What? Ugh. You will regret this! I will assassin you all! Wounded by Leet's flying tackle, Le Bichon Frise barely eludes capture and limps off, making his way into the bowels of the ship. Oh no, I'm fine, thanks. No worries about jumping the guy who had a knife in my back. I don't think it was a knife. He dropped it. It was, uh, a straw. He's a famous assassin. You you don't think he could kill me with a straw? Oh, maybe he was going to suck your innards out and change his name to Lil Lamprey. Uh, yeah, this is really fun and all, but we do have a dangerous assassin running around the Oz-9. Uh, Olivia, can you zap him? Uh, I tried that when we were all standing here, but he didn't even flinch. In special shoes, maybe. Look, until we catch him, I think we should all stick together as much as possible. Let's crash here for the night. Olivia can secure the doors. Uh, you got any spare uniforms nearby? With Le Bichon Frise, and it is Frise, on the loose aboard the Oz-9, the crew is in for a restless night. Fortunately, they were able to secure a spare uniform for Jessie and whip her still damp spacesuit out of convenient airlock. Unfortunately, Leet still can't find any of his shirts. What will happen when day four begins? Subscribe to Oz9 on your favorite podcatcher so you don't miss out. You've been listening to Richard Cowan as Leet, Tim Sherburn as Colin, Eric Perry as Joe, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse. Shannon Perry as Madeline and Olivia, and Aaron Clark as Le Bijon Frise. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley. Oz9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. The cast would like to thank our amazing patrons for their generous support. Michael Curtis, Tim Raymakers, Karen Heimdall, Raymond Morse, Jessica Vest, Talon Stradley, 
Brandy Terry, and Julie Stewart. And special thanks to Lynn Heimdall for our first piece of fan art. I'm Richard Nadalny, your narrator, reminding you the next time your spaceship stalls, SpaceX Lax will get things moving at warp speed. Just remember to remove your spacesuit first. SpaceX Lax unpacks your cracks. Until next time, space monkeys, narrator out. Undanka? The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Mount Absalom, a community, a heritage, a home. The green jewel in the majestic crown of Ohio. For 200 years, Mount Absalom has been a place to play. N32. Bingo! A place to learn. For in thy green and growing arms, we have everything we need. All right. Now let's get out our math homework. A place to work. Here at the Celery Bottling Works, we produce over 2,000 bottles of celery soda every day. A place to raise a family. Ah, it's a girl. It's a place of history. And here we have the barrel of whiskey that Confederate soldiers stole from Mount Absalom patriot Amelia Pleasance during Morgan's raid. And of course, a place of celery. 201st Celery Festival, I dub thee Open! <laughs> Mount Absalom is the perfect place for making memories. For making memories. For making memories. For making memories. Make your memories with us. Make your memories here. In Absalom. Paid for by the Delphi Quarter of Mount Absalom and Celeric Bottling Works. Refreshing Celeric Soda and Diet Celeric Soda. <sighs> Midwestern Gothic Mystery. Learn more at unwellpodcast.com.